and welcome to the next episode in the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden. We are reading today from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 to 24, the Apostle Paul's great resurrection chapter. He talks about the resurrection of Jesus, and he talks about the resurrection of the dead more broadly, and gives us an insight into the wonderful future that awaits us. I have entitled this episode, Sure Hope. I recently came across a church with that name, and what a a wonderful name it is. And here in this passage, we have a sure and a certain hope. Let's come to God in prayer and ask for him to be with us as we look at his word. Lord, we praise you for this wonderful theme of hope And we recognise that it's hard to get far in life without a hope to hold on to. We praise you today that our Christian hope is sure and certain based on the unfailing promises of your word. Lord, when people are hoping against hope in these days, we praise you for this wonderful hope that we have. Take us deeper into these things now as we look at your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 1 Corinthians 15 then, beginning at verse 12. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But... Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom of God the Father, hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. Well, great stuff about the future 
in former periods of church history, Christians thought much about the end times, and some of this thinking, to be honest, was highly speculative and unhelpful. And understandably, this led others to shy away from an interest in Christ's return and the events which will surround it. It's important to avoid divisive and pointless speculation, but it's also vital we properly consider the return of Christ. The Bible gives us a sure way forward. Let's join up some of the dots in Paul's thinking. First, we see that Christ is risen from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. First fruits is an agricultural term which is drawn from the Old Testament. It denotes the first yield of the harvest and the rich promise of more to come. Deuteronomy 26 is just one of the passages that talks about this. So, first thing, Christ risen from the dead as the first fruits. Next, we note that if we have put our trust in Jesus, we are now in Christ. As time passes, some of these believers die, but some remain alive. Now to the central point. Christ will return. The dead in Christ will be raised, or to use the imagery of this passage, those that have fallen asleep will awake. And then those still alive will also be transformed. Here we see part of the big story of Scripture, the grand narrative that is unfolding in front of us and reminds us what has already happened and shows us what will surely come. And so, just to reiterate, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first fruits. We are in Christ. And then when he returns, the dead in Christ will rise and we will be changed also and we too will receive new resurrection bodies. Knowing this enables us to live with great hope. Verse 19 puts it negatively. If this isn't true, we are to be pitied indeed. Positively, if it is true, and it is, what a sure hope we have. For Paul, this hope is so real, it breaks into his presence and infuses everything he does with life. If we truly appreciate what God will do and live in the light of it, then our discipleship will also be characterised by such life and such hope. Turning to prayer today, I want to pray this passage into our lives and pray that the sure and certain hope of the gospel, the wonderful future that we have, would just infuse us with life and bleed, break into everything that we do. And also I want to pray for those who are struggling to hold on to hope in these days. So let's come to God in prayer. Lord, we praise you indeed for this glorious hope of the future. Thank you that Jesus is risen from the dead. 
Thank you that all of those who trust in you are in Christ. Thank you that his victory is our victory and that because of that, when we die, we will die knowing that one day we will rise. And Lord, if you return in the meantime, we will be transformed. We say, come, Lord Jesus. We praise you for this sure and certain hope that we have. And yeah, may it transform all that we are and all that we do. And today, Lord, we do want to lift before you those that we know who really don't have much hope at all. Those who are living lives that seem to be monochrome, that seem to be colourless, that seem to be so difficult, almost on a, a low road to nowhere. It's tough at the moment and there's not much hope of anything better around the corner. Lord, will you break in in power to the lives of our friends, our colleagues, our neighbours, break into the people that we are seeing in the street. May they access the Christian gospel. May Christians reach out to them and, Lord, break in in power that they may have this wonderful hope that makes everything different. Lord, help them to put their trust in you and help us today to have a hope that is like a a bright light illuminating everything else, illuminating our present, illuminating our present darkness, flooding it with light. Lord, we worship you for this sure hope. May we hold on to it today. May we know it today. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.